Okay, I'd like to welcome the uh, CD program to services here in Rocky Mount. I want to talk about uh, the importance of understanding God's timing. And I think in a relationship with God, it is critical. One of the things that we often overlook in our entire relationship with God is we forget to remember that there is a time for everything, that God is on a time schedule, that everything is done according to his timing. Sometimes we pray, you know, thy will be done, and we should, but we could just as easily say, according to your timing, the thing that we're, we're asking for in our personal life. In Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1, <clears throat> it tells us this, and we're going we're to turn there. You can and hold your place because I'll come back to it a little bit later and read more of it. But Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1 says, To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So if you want to, you, you need to look at that. Look at that first part and, and the last part. It says to everything and to every purpose under heaven, there is a time. There is nothing that is not about good timing. In fact, that was a long, a long time ago. The Beach Boys had a song, Good Timing, and I can't remember what the song was. The song was about good timing, how that's important, that we all need good timing. You know, it's critical. Success, uh, the right mate, uh, marriage, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you're, you're, you're desiring, it, it really is about good timing. So there's nothing that is not about good timing. And that's why James 1 and verse 4, you don't have to turn there, it says, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Because it's all about God's timing. It's about good timing. And that's the reason you got to have the patience. And that's the reason, you know, it's something that God is working in our life. Perfection and, and uh, get to a point where you're, you know, wanting nothing. You have what you asked for, but it takes patience. It takes God, realizing God's timing. I think God's timing... Any area you want to look at, whether it's marriage, it's about God's timing. Success, timing, God's timing. Finding the right mate, okay, we covered that. Love, it's about God's timing. Death, we don't like to think about that, but there is a time to die. It's about God's timing, when you will die. Uh, healing, it's about God's timing. Christ's return, what's that about? It's about God's timing. <laughs> uh, God showing mercy. Forgiveness, the calling of God, it's about God's timing. And I, th I would think it would be safe to say that every mistake we have ever encountered was because we were acting outside of God's timing. Um, there, and again, like I said, there's a reason we say, you know, when we pray according to your will, Lord, and we could just as easily replace that with, According to your timing, Lord, I'm asking this. According to your timing. Now, I think a lot of people, me included, probably all of us, we want to force God's hand when it comes to things that we want. And we take scriptures, and now this, we're good at this. We take scriptures out of context, not considering God's timing. The one thing that we're not looking at when we study the Word and, and, and is the, the one thing we do not consider is God's timing. 
to everything, to every purpose under heaven, there is a time. And so, you know, people take scriptures for like 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 2. For he has said, I have heard thee in a time, of, in a time accept it, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. And people run with that. And they say, look, we, we've, we've got to get all these souls saved right now because now, today is the day. And they run with that. And, and the one thing they don't consider is what about God's timing for this issue? Again, uh, other scriptures like Matthew 21 and verse 22. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. How many times have I done that? And sort of tried to force God's hand. Said, God, right, right. I claim this promise. You ever hear people do that? Maybe you've done it. I'm going to claim this promise, Lord. And we try to claim it. And the one thing we do not consider is God's timing. God's timing. Proverbs 10 and verse 22 says, The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. And how many times have you seen, you know, television evangelists, you know, sweating, walking back and forth. God wants to bless you. He wants to give you all these riches. He wants to give you everything that you desire. And it's like no one ever considers that God looks at a person and says, no, wait a minute. Can I bless this person right now? while they're sitting on the couch doing nothing all day long. Can I, maybe there's some things I need to change about this person before I can pour out my blessings. Maybe there's some corrections I'd like to make. Maybe there's some discipline I'd like to instill in a person. Maybe the time isn't quite right for these riches and these blessings and all these things. Everything you think you know about God, everything you think you know about the Bible, must be filtered through this reality. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. Everything must be filtered through that. I, you know, I used to say, and I, I, you can tell this comment made it out of frustration, deep frustration, but. I used to say, you know, everything, you know, whatever you think God's will is, think the opposite and you'll probably be closer to the truth. <laughs> and that was born out of frustration. That was born out of not knowing God that well. That was born out of not knowing God's will for me, not knowing what direction I should go, going in one direction and having a door slammed in my face feeling like God had disappointed me again and again. That, that, that statement, you know, whatever you think God's will is, think the opposite and you'll get a little bit closer to the truth. You know, that was born out of that. And the disconnect for me as to why I didn't understand God better was that I didn't filter everything I thought I knew about God through this scripture. To everything. Everything. To every purpose under heaven. There is a time. This is huge. This is redeeming. And we don't like it. I'll tell you right now, I don't like it. I'd rather force God's hand. I'd rather take scriptures out of context, say, God, your word says this, and I'm claiming the promise right now today. I'm claiming this right now. We don't like it. Give me patience, Lord. Give it to me right now. Uh, <laughs> 
And in, in, like impatient children, you know, well, the Bible says this, Lord, I claim that. I sometimes think, you know, Fred Sanford used to have, you know, Lamont. He would say, you big dummy. He'd say that, and, and, and I, I think God would say, look, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. When are you going to get this? When are you going to humble yourself to get this, to understand it? And I, you know, I don't know if there, if there are, are promises that bypass this filter that, that we must understand God through. And that is, to everything there is a time. So let's consider the dynamics to God's timing. Let's go, let's, if, if you're still there, Ecclesiastes 3 and verse 1. Let's read that. I mean, th this whole passage really clarifies a lot about life. A lot about understanding God, a lot about everything that we pray for, a lot about our desires, our wants, what we're up against, what, what we must face in the future, what we're facing right now. This really clarifies a lot about God's timing. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, yes, and a time to die. No, I don't like that. Okay, <laughs> uh, just kidding. A time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break down, a time to build up. A time to weep, a time to laugh. A time to mourn, a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away, a time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep silent, and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What part of our lives can we exclude from this? I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything. What part of my life can I say, Lord, this has nothing to do with your timing? I can't think of anything. Dynamics of God's timing. So you go to God and you ask for something. I think God is more concerned about the timing of the thing you ask for than the thing you ask for. An example of outreach, you know, I've always, my dream has been to quit my job and do outreach full time. And I, I, have, a, I have a goal that I wrote down a long time ago. Listen to this. <laughs> I sort of laugh when I read it now. Uh, <laughs> I want to do the video program full belt, full time to build and design messages that will captivate the hearts of those who listen. To astonish, as the Bible says. I want professional recording uh, equipment with professional uh, video editing. I want to start with cable as many pos as possible across the United States. As many cable stations as, as possible. In a way, it's a secret assault. Uh, I want all the videos on the internet for the whole world to see. I want all programs to be condensed into YouTube videos. This is for the youth of our society. The videos must be short and, and, and point, uh, blunt in your face, no apologies, uh, confidence. Uh, all videos must lead to the main web page. I want to promote, promote full belt 
programs, YouTube, run ads where the non-religious will see and hear it. The non-religious is my passion. I haven't come to call the righteous, but the sinner to repentance. There is the way to reach the non-religious. You just have to go and ask where do they like, what do they like to do, where do they hang out at, run ads, radio, uh, TV, newspaper, promote, promote, promote. I want four buses painted up black with, is that really in the Bible, going north, south, east, and west across the United States. Uh, they park at Walmart for two or three days and then to the next one. It's like a, like, this is like a, a moving billboard sign, you know. This is a year-end promotional thing where the buses drive people to the, you know, the, 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 the advertising on the bus drives people to check out the website. And you do that for a year because Walmart is America's favorite shopping store. And people would say, what is that big black bus doing up there with, is that really in the Bible? What's that about? So it's like, you know, a moving billboard sign. So this, this was a vision. This is a dream here. Now, do you suppose when, when we say, okay, God, th this is what I want. Do you suppose there might be some correction that God would want to give me before that he allows that to happen? Well, sure it is. Sure it is. You know, I was, I've been listening to my programs on audio. All of them. Tons of them. And I, I've got an edit box where some programs I take out and throw in that edit box and I delete those programs because I say, not that they're terrible, but it's just, I could have said that better. I could have taught that better. I could have, yeah, someone could misunderstand what I said there. So just, I'm correcting stuff. So, you know, as we look at things that we ask for, things that we want, does God want, to, you know, could it be that God wants to correct, correct us in many areas as we ask and ask and ask? And sure, the answer is sure it is, sure it is. Matthew 21, verse 22, And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. I've used that a lot in healing, you know, personal healings and, and, and my own healing, someone else's healing. You know, it's like, okay, I claim this pro promise, but I think God is more concerned about the timing of the healing than the actual healing. Again, do you suppose if you're asking for something, you're sick and you want something done, could it be that God wants some correction in that area? He maybe wants to teach you a few things before he heals, before he intervenes. I think of Job. You know, Job was a better man on the other side of what he went through. But look at what he went through. Okay, is there correction in this area? You know, we, we talked about this in church. <clears throat> is it always God's will to heal? And I think the answer is yes. It's always God's will to heal according to God's timing. According to God's timing. All right, let's go on. Is it always God's will for you to die? Answer, yes. And I don't, I, you know what? You know, Genesis says, But the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. You know, when we get in the kingdom of God, we're going to have to kick Adam's, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding because if I was in Adam's shoes, I would have done the same thing, sinned. But, you know, is it always God's will for us to eventually die? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, your healing may be in the resurrection. It is appointed unto all men to die once. 
There is a time to die. And today is not that day. Thank goodness. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you know, uh, Larry Watkins, I was listening to a tape of Larry Watkins, and he was talking about when his mother was sick with bone cancer. And he prayed and prayed and prayed. His enormous pain. He prayed, God, heal her, heal her, heal her. And, and nothing. Eventually, he changed his prayer to, Lord, if it's time for her to go, let her go. And within a few days later, she passed away. Well, we're, we're talking about God's timing here, God's will. Um, is it always God's will to deliver us from sin? Yeah, according to God's timing. You know, again, when, a lot of times when we're baptized, we want, you know, we go down in the waters of baptism with our, and we know what our sins are. And we say, God, I want you to just take that away like a magic wand. Just boom, I want it over with. And we don't realize that there may be some things God wants to teach you about overcoming, about putting, you know, it took you 40 years to get into that sin. And it may not be just the magical boom, you're free. There's things God wants to teach us. There's, there's overcoming. There's a growing curve that we all go through. And so, yeah, God always wants to deliver you from sin according to his timing. And it's tough to handle that. You know, it's tough to handle, you know, what God is working. What God is working in your life is not, not a cakewalk. It's not easy. You know, it, it can be a struggle. Because what we want is immediate deliverance and freedom. Yes, I'm through with that. That's all part of my past. Not always like that. Because there's things God wants to teach us. Prophecy. You know, I can't think of anything that's more about God's timing than prophecy. You know, it really is. And you think of Jonah. You know, here was Jonah. Forty days and none of us shall fall. And the people repented. And God changed his mind. It's amazing that, that the timeline can change according to how God responds. According to how, excuse me, people respond. According to how people respond. People repented. So he can change that timeline around. So prophecy, you know, according to God's timing. In Daniel 2 and verse 20, I, I just want to read this verse. This is a, sort of a fascinating scripture here. Daniel 2 and verse 20, Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His. And He changes the time and season. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealed the deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. You know, God has a timeline. And, you know, we think of it as 6,000-year timeline that God has allotted mankind to do, do whatever. And sometimes God sets up kings to speed the timeline up. You know, he, he places maybe a king or a president in office that, you know, who is... Uh, we have a move towards socialism and, and, and loss of a freedom because God says, I need to speed this timeline up. And then he sets up another king to show us how, you know, ignorant people are for choosing, for, for how we're about to sell out our freedom for socialism, socialism and how the media is lying to us. And so he sets up kings and it, it puts them in office according to his timing, according to the timeline that he's working with. Is it always God's will 
to forgive and show mercy? Yes. Yeah, it's always God's will, according to his timing. According to his timing. You know, Romans 9 and verse 15 says, For he has said to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that shows mercy. You know, you think about this. Willpower. A desire to know God. It's nothing unless God is, unless, it, unless, unless it's God's timing. Unless it's God's timing for you. The confusion and heartache that exists because people don't understand God's timing. It's incredible. You know, you look at our world and you think, okay, less than 20, 20% of the world's population uh, claim to be Christian. And what about the rest? You know, my mother told a story a long time ago about a woman who had a son who was a drunkard. And uh, he was working on a construction site and fell and hit his head, laid out there all night, and froze to death. He died, and, and uh, everybody in the community knew he was an alcoholic and knew his problem. And, you know, according to this woman's traditional teaching, religious teaching, you know, her son was an alcoholic. He fell, and fell on a job drunk and died. According to her teaching, you know, he was in a bad place, burning for all eternity. And what happened was she mentioned later after, her son, after the funeral that she saw a vision of her son in heaven with the Lord. That's how her conscience dealt with it, you know. Because, I mean, you, you can't condemn your own son to hell. But I'm just saying there's a lot of heartache and people, you know, under, misunderstanding because they don't understand God's timing. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Is it always God's will to call people? Yeah, according to his timing. Probably one of the most powerful things Henry, ever, Henry Nix told me one time. He said, you know, God will call no person before it's the right time. Before it's the right time or before they're ready. Luke 8 and verse 10, And, and he said, until you, uh, until you is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Romans 11 and verse 7 says, What then? Israel has not obtained that which he seeks for, but the election has obtained it, and the rest were blinded. According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. So it's about God's timing. It's about God's timing. Is it always God's will to raise the dead? Absolutely, and praise be to God for that. What a blessedness that is. And yet, the Bible says, but every man in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, afterwards they that are Christ at His coming. What about those who were not Christ? Yeah, they're going to be resurrected too. The rest of the dead, when the rest of the dead are raised. So, yeah, it's always God's will to raise the dead, but according to His timing. Is it always God's will to save? Yeah. According to God's timing. In fact, your Bible, you know, 1 Timothy 2 and verse 3. 
For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. What an absolute statement. It's a powerful statement. And you know, we in the church are blessed with a glimpse of how this will take place. And we know it's, all, it's, it's about God's timing how this will take place. Now, to conclude with, I want to say this. Because we often don't trust in God's timing, because it's hard to do, what we have a tendency to do is we forget that we have been favored by God. Because we don't always trust in God's timing, you know, we say things like, I don't see this working out, Lord. Where are you, God? I didn't expect this. I didn't expect this, this road. Why is this taking so long? Because we often have trouble trusting God's time and we forget that we have been favored by God. Satan's lie is that you have no purpose, power, or potential. Man has no purpose. Man has no power. You have no potential. That's Satan's lie. And we buy into the lie that we're broke, we're busted, we're disgusted, <laughs> we're oppressed, we're depressed, we're confused. And we buy into that. I want to read you something. You have been favored by God. It's a book, T.D. Jakes. Just read a short little bit here. Listen closely. No matter how small your area of expertise or accomplishments may seem to you in your own eyes, that degree of success has been made possible by the Lord because the Lord is on your side. You can't even hold up your own pants without the Lord giving you the strength and the knowledge and ability to do so. It's a very true statement. You, know, you can't even hold your own pants up. Unless God would give you the ability to button them, put your belt on. You can't even do that. You certainly can't raise a God-fearing family or contribute your talent to a job without God's assistance. What you do, what you do every day, your talents that you have. God's assistance. The irony is that often others are about to stab us to death emotionally, spiritually, mentally, in our jobs, in our churches, and we don't even know why. We don't know that it's because others are perceiving the favor of the Lord on our lives and are jealous of it. We don't know that we have been blessed by God. We don't know that others are motivated to a great extent to act against us because they are jealous of what they see in us. How sad that they see what we don't see in ourselves. Refuse to walk in ignorance of your own God-given blessings. Praise God today for His favor that He has shown you. So, to conclude, to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill 
A time to heal, a time to break down, a time to build up. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. A time to cast away stones, a time to gather stones. A time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing, a time to get, a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away. A time to rend, a time to sow, a time to keep, silence, and a time to speak. A time to love, a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. What part of our lives can we exclude from this list as far as God's timing is concerned? Absolutely nothing. So never forget these three words. In God's timing. 